0: In just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
1: Hey Brendo, Steve here, and Larson. And welcome back. Going in Raw, the only Pro Wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found, of course, taped live at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson. Barbed wire everywhere. We'll Headline everywhere. Well, that was the name of the match. Oh, yeah. Headlined <laughs> AEW Fighter Fest tonight. <laughs> <There's one little
2: laughs> and the grizzled the young
1: veterans are no more. <laughs> and they look weird and different on this episode. Of going in raw. Quick programming note because Larson's taking a vacation this coming weekend. Tomorrow we're going to be doing a news podcast. Yeah. News-centric and questions-heavy uh, podcast. Yeah. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Friday, uh, I think we're, we're doing – we got countdown count on, on Friday? Yeah, I think fr- so. Friday, Friday or Friday.
2: Saturday. One of the
1: two. The worst, worst names Yeah. Name changes in WWE. That's going spoiler what
2: the alert. Spoiler be. alert. Jagger Reed and Rip Fowler don't make the cut
1: yet. Yeah, we got to give that a little bit of time, I guess. They're actually those aren't terrible
2: names. They're not they're not they're not that bad no.
1: At this point, it, we, we should have brought this up on the actual show. At this point, at this point, especially since this year we've had a lot. Are we just numb to it?
2: No. No? I mean if if they had named uh, uh, uh James Drake uh fart or something like that well of course we would we would be like what the hell are they thinking over there you know I'd be like sign me up I want to go I want to go work there
1: you know dude I've never ever in my life wanted to work for WWE yeah. I've never wanted no to. never never that being said if I could join NXT's creative with the idea that I could turn this into a long con where the grizzled young veterans go through all this just to steal Joe Gacy's wallet, I'll do it. All right, <laughs> I'll go through the 2 a.m. meetings, all that shit. Sign me up because I want this to just be a long con where they steal his wallet and they look like assholes in the process. I think that'd be wild fun. That would be uh, we're going to get to all that in a little bit. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to be talking more wrestling news. But today, we're just going to be dropping a couple of recaps on you. We had, a, like I said, we had Fighter Fest, a lot going on. We had a, a pretty brutal barbed wire mm-hmm. most places match. Just not uh,
2: not on that one side of the ropes. That was everything.
1: That was it. It wasn't right.
2: everything. It was most things, though.
1: In coordination with Shark Week. Shark Week. It's Shark Week. Dwayne Johnson made an appearance on AEW programming for well, Shark yeah. Week, Larson.
2: Picture in picture. There is that could be our thumbnail. The Rock on AEW.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna make one of those W Wrestling thumbnails there where he's go. like in the barbed wire match. Good. He's holding Good. up Eddie Kingston instead of Guevara. Um, what'd you think? What'd you think of barbed wire
2: everywhere, man? You mean this whole episode or just that match?
1: I'll start with that match. Oh, uh, the match was fine. It. The
2: end was clunky. They probably had to rush to get it over with. Um, uh, it, you know, I expected something to be really overbooked. It was. Had a heel turn during the match. Uh, there were some brutal moments. Um, it was fine. I, I had no issues with it. And, uh, you know, Jericho getting the win. I was, you know, we're Eddie fans here. Big Eddie fans. We want to see Eddie Kingston uh, uh, go places. That being said, as, as you mentioned in our pre-show, that Excalibur said that Eddie got what he wanted. He made Jericho bleed, and he stood tall to end the show. So if they don't uh, continue this feud... I wouldn't be upset about it. Um, if they have another match and they come up with an interesting scenario or stipulation, I wouldn't be opposed to it because I think all the matches that Jericho and Eddie have been involved in have been at the minimum fun. Something have been you pretty darn tell. good. You can tell
1: they really enjoy
2: working yeah. together. Yeah. You can tell.
1: And, and and I love that about it. I think they are naturally, they, they have such great chemistry the promos have all been really, really good. Whenever AEW – you know, I, 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 appre- I appreciate ambition. You know me. Even if you fall flat, I appreciate effort and ambition. Whenever AEW announces or, or advertise some mess of a match like this, you know it's going to be exactly that. It's going to be a mess. And this mm-hmm. was a mess. It was mm-hmm. a stupid match. People bled. It was entertaining. Uh, you had the shark, uh, the shark cage stuff. You mentioned the heel turn, Anna Jay uh, realigning with Ty Conti as a bad guy, taking care of Ruby Soho there, who had the shark cage apparatus remote control thing. Yeah, um, and uh, and the keys. Uh, so it, it was fine. It felt it felt like I don't know. It f- it felt like a WCW pay per view match. You know they used to do stuff like that. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, AW, there's obviously parallels there. So um, so I liked it. I thought it was fine. I, I like this feud. Will it continue? I, I see sort of signs pointing to no, probably not. They each have one singles match win over the other. They each have one multi-man match win over the other. So why continue it when everything has been done that you need to be done? I don't think Jericho benefits from one more win, and I don't really think Eddie Kingston benefits from one more win. I think he did benefit from this feud if it's all, in, all is said and done. Mm-hmm. If he wins again, great. Um, but uh, but this is exactly the kind of stuff where Eddie Kingston should be. He should be in main events on Dynamite. I mean, if it was up to me; he'd be on every main event at pay per view. But whatever. Um, realistically, uh, this is the kind of stuff that the crowd loves to see Eddie in, mm-hmm. and uh, and and it works perfect. I thought it was a lot of fun. The ending was clunky, but you know what? It wouldn't be a weird AEW match if the ending wasn't I know. clunky. Because I know. you know last time. I think the last time we saw no, that wasn't the last death match. But the exploding uh, ring match, yeah, yeah, of yeah, course, yeah. that ended hilariously.
2: yeah, um, but uh, but yeah, otherwise, what else stood out to you on this episode? Um, of, uh, I thought I that the best friends versus Wheeler Yuta and John Moxley match was really, really good. We got closure. I loved,
1: I loved how strongly they booked best friends.
2: Yeah, yeah, best friends look great, even in defeat. That seems to 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 close the door on the whole Trent Wheeler Yuta storyline that was kind of there for a bit. Uh uh I loved Orange Cassidy on commentary, even though he said one sentence, but it was basically like the perfect perp, most perfect thing you could have said at the most perfect time. It was um, awesome. yeah, it, it was, good, it good was, good was that. really well done. Uh what uh I thought the Ricky you know, Starks J- does a great Danhausen. Yeah, that was awesome. That's it gonna was gonna amazing. It's gonna be really fun.
1: Man, every time I, I it just hits me every single time Danhausen shows up is he not the most perfectly designed character in all of wrestling i cannot think of somebody who has a better comment the, the 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 look presentation category for numbers don't lie mm-hmm. is a 10 for this guy mm-hmm. he is the cape that he comes out in his his entrance attire always looks or his ring attire always looks just perfect mm-hmm. he is the it's why he's got the best merch of yeah. anybody in wrestling yeah. right now
2: yeah um he's great he is great uh ftr had a great inter, uh, promo and then uh, I really enjoyed – so it wasn't the six-woman tag match that was advertised. Layla Gray, uh, I don't know if she wasn't cleared or what. Uh, so I ended up being Jade Cargill, Kira Hogan taking on Athena and Willow Nightingale. This match was tons of fun. The little tease we got for Jade and Athena was awesome. I can't wait till they finally have their one-on-one bout. Um, and, you know, if if the point of this match was to build anticipation for that bout, mission accomplished. Yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. No, I thought I thought this was great. You know, this is one of those one of those things we always talk about. This if a family member is in the room with you and they point something out, you know. Lacey was in there with me and she was like looking at her phone until Jade comes out and she said, "Who is that?" I was like, "That's Jade Cargill." And uh, and yeah, and she was she watched that entire match and then she, mm-hmm. what was after that and then thunderstorm
2: showed up and she was like, hey, "I don't really care about that. <laughs> <laughs> I know there is there is there is quite a difference in terms of uh, uh, the star power and how they're booking Jade to be a massive star. Oh, she's top champion. Yeah,
1: she's top. I mean, I'm I'm so and I I like that. I do appreciate that AEW. They don't really, you know, you can call somebody you know the women's world champion and somebody else the you know. Uh, TBS, what is it? We know funny or whatever. Very funny, very funny, whatever that. I mean, it's a, it's a, you know, they got a cable logo on a title. That don't matter because Jade is a goddamn star. Yep, and she could you could have the the Cena spinner title, the ugliest title. People are gonna give me shit because a lot of people oddly like that title. I think it's a nostalgia. Thing.
2: Well, yeah, it's probably the title that was the top title when they grew up watching wrestling. Yeah, yeah, right. Um,
1: but that U.S. spinner title, it could be anything. She could be carrying a sack of dude, and they can call it a title, and it look like a million bucks because mm-hmm. she's a star. Yeah, she's. She an absolute star. She had Jermaine Dupree with her, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, that was rad. That was all sorts of special awesome. guests tonight. Yeah,
2: um, and the opening bout, Brody King versus Darby Allen, was was really fun. Yeah, it, let's
1: just let's just go ahead and sure. start with so that. So that opened the show. Brody King just murdered Darby Allen. Yeah,
2: this is you. These matches that Darby's in, where he gets thrown around for fifteen minutes and then and then ekes out a win. That's what I was expecting here because it happens a lot. Oh, that's like every Darby match. Yeah, where Darby just gets beat up, gets thrown all over the place, and then, uh, you know, uh, hits a couple moves, bang, coffin drop, gets the win. And I was Mm -hmm. expecting that to happen. Mm -hmm. It didn't. Sure, Darby got a little bit of stuff in, but by and large, Brody destroyed him in the ring, on the floor. He put the sleeper on him again when they're on the apron. Um, and uh, he ultimately got the win. He hits a gonzo bomb um, after uh, Darby gets back in the ring after just being the 10 count after the sleeper spot on the apron. And so afterwards, uh, Brody picks up Darby again, puts the sleeper on, and he's like, Sting, come on out here. Come on, Sting. Come on. So uh, Sting does come out. He hits the ring. He's about to put uh, Brody into Scorpion Death Drop. Lights go out. They come back up. Sting and Malachi in the middle of the ring having a face to face stare down. So then Brody sneaks up behind Sting, puts the sleeper on him. Malachi misses Sting. Sting passes out. Miro's music plays. So he walks the ramp. He's got sunglasses on, but one lens is like a smoky gray color, and the other one's brown. Well, There's... he had a patch on under the, the one of them. Well, I, did, I couldn't one tell of his eyes was covered. It looked like the actual lenses were different colors. But maybe it's because th-
1: that's what I thought too. I had the benefit of my giant TV, and I was staring at it, and ah, I can go back and look okay. right here because I was watching
2: I've, it on half my monitor here, and looked like he had two different color lenses. Half my monitor.
1: Um, I'll go back to the uh, to the special replay here on my yeah. Uh, do
2: that real quick so that he stops on the ramp and just stares at Malachi and Brody, and Malachi kind of cracks a half smile. So I thought it'd be pretty cool if he actually had sunglasses with two different because you know, like when Julia Hart after she got misted, yeah, like you know, around that eye, it was gray.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um,
2: and that started to, sp- to kind of spread, uh, out, you know, further outside of the eye. So Michael Sodop says it was a patch. All right, fine.
1: Yeah. My recording didn't, uh, it, it started when Christian came out. That's when I got interested. Um, mm. yeah, no, it was like, um, it wasn't like a, a, from what I could tell. So it's like an adhesive patch. It was an, like an adhesive patch. Gotcha. Yeah. And I don't know if that was discoloring the lens, making the lens look like it was because it was like a dark blue. That's yeah, entirely possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Bummer, I like the be- idea of have the two different color lenses. The question becomes, though, is he going
2: to join the House of Black? That would be fucking sick. It would be, but I know the answer is this. We're not going to find out for several more months. <laughs> oh, you think it's going to be months, not weeks? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, how many House of Black storylines have just been really (laughs) protracted that's why i say it
1: yeah no i know well i think we're gonna find out and then we're gonna get a couple months of well you know now that sting's involved i think i think i hope that era of the house of black is done with but god could you imagine if even if it's he joins and and just to turn on malachi which is obviously what would happen yeah but god damn it
2: how great would Miro be in the House of Black? Imagine, Just, imagine if, he, if he thinks joining House of Black is, is the easiest path to get into his God so yeah. he can have that face-to-face. That'd be really good. Man, and imagine him
1: wrecking people so much that it like, disturbs Brody like the ultimate guy who's wrecking people. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of cool shit you could do there. Oh, yeah. And the fact that the crowd, the crowd was chanting his name at the top of their lungs, and I want to see them all get crushed by Miro joining. Oh, I know. Because that would be amazing. Because that needs to be a you know, Miro, Miro. look,
2: we all love Miro. Miro's great. I don't
1: want to see him be a good guy, though. I want to see him just crush people.
2: Yeah, he, he should be uh, the type of character who crushes people and just has his mission. And if if face is getting his way, he crushes them. Mm-hmm. If heel's getting his way, he crushes them. He should exist above the heel face spectrum. Mm-hmm. Miro should. Yeah. He's just yeah. Miro. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it's a situation where he flip flops, you know, heel face based on his feud. Oh, yeah, He's like just Miro. Show, he <laughs> is not to do like big show stuff. No, not that. He's just Miro. Yeah, and he has one purpose, one mission. Yeah, go kill God.
1: Uh, after that, we had a Cole Carter interview. Now we mentioned this for the live crowd before the cameras are rolling. Uh, I know who this was. This this whole text thread of ours was amazing because I see this guy and I'm like Cole Carter. What what? And then you text, you say who the fuck is this guy? And I jokingly said Duh, it's Cole Carter. And then like when the match is about to start later on between Cole Carter and Ricky Starks, we get a text from the enforcer and our group. Th- Thread and it's just a gif of Tony D'Angelo. And I'm like, Oh, that's right, that's right, Troy Donovan, it's two dimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's back from the dead, man, yeah. He was, he's or, or he survived being thrown over that bridge, yes. I know he had been doing him and Harland apparently. Uh, uh Parker
2: Boudreaux, yeah,
1: done some work on dark and elevation,
2: yeah, with Ari or
1: right, right, right. Yep. yep. Uh, so anyways, he has an interview because he's got that open challenge match against uh, Ricky Starks, but he's instantly interrupted by them. Uh, say They say, last week is behind us and we're looking towards the future and the future is you, Cole. He uh, he says, uh, he, Ricky says, I'm looking forward to our FTW title match. And then Cole says, he's about to leave and then Cole like grabs him and Hobbs is like, whoa, I love the chemistry between Starks and Hobbs. Oh, they're God so damn it, Team Taz is so great. And uh, And Cole just stops him and says, hey, uh, yeah, the future is going to look really bright tonight when I win the FTW title. Yeah.
0: Yep. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's a N G I.com. Uh,
2: then we got best friends and we, uh, sorry, best friends versus Wheeler, you and John Moxley. I almost said you uh, Wheeler with best friends. So uh, of course Trent and Wheeler they've had beef for a while pretty much ever since Wheeler Uta joined best friends while Trent was out with injury maybe even before that mm-hmm. anyways so there's a moment in the match where he's just pummeling Wheeler with forearms against the, the ropes mm-hmm. and the ref is counting to five and Chuck is like so disturbed by it that he comes in the ring and you know like peels Trent off of Wheeler mm-hmm. well what yeah. does Wheeler do yeah. he pops Chuck with the forearm yeah and then Trent sends Uta out of the ring. And then Chuck just throws in the barricade, it, and Mox has to chase him off. Otherwise, he probably would have lumped up Wheeler something more. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I did appreciate that, like, one of the spots that really stood out to me was when, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Chuck hits Mox with an awful waffle and then gives you to Pile Driver, who then flies right into Trent for another Pile yeah, that Driver was great. and he kicks out of that shit. That was I was great. like, oh, two Pile Drivers in a row. That's that was rough.
2: great. That awful waffle on Mox was nasty, too yeah it was so it was uh, the best friends look for strong zero uh, Yuta escapes that hits Trent with the German suplex They trade forearms eventually Trent hits Yuda with a dude buster Mox breaks up that pin with a regal knee and then Chuck knocks uh, Mox uh, Trent then knocks Moxley off the apron Yuda hits Trent with some shots uh, Chuck tags in uh, Wheeler locks on a guillotine and then Mox pulls Trent off the apron, puts him out a, into a figure four. Eventually, though, Chuck suplexes Yuta into the corner, looks for an awful, awful on him. Instead, uh, Yuta counters with the seatbelt to get the win. And Orange was on commentary with Regal, didn't say a word until he this moment. It, there
1: was there was like an okay, a yeah. whatever here and there, <laughs> but then when Yuta hits him with that pin, what does he
2: say? He says, "Chuck taught him that move."
1: And then he stor for he Orange t- Cassidy, he storm- storms off. He takes the headset off and, and yeah.
2: storms off, yeah.
1: And for a guy who never displays any much of any emotion uh when he talks anyways. It's something. There there was the littlest hint of resentment there. Chuck
2: taught him that move. Yep. yep.
1: <laughs> or Chuck taught him that pin rather.
2: Yeah, that was that was really good stuff. It was good. It was really good. Um then we got a Jonathan Gresham Claudio video package in advance of their Ring of Honor title bout at Death Before Dishonor. Um, And then we had the Swerve in Our Glory championship celebration. Um, This was silly, but it was fun. And you could tell that Swerve and Keith Lee were having an absolute blast.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was glad that they gave them at least one segment to celebrate and let's not worry about them not being on the same page Mm -hmm. for one night. We don't have to worry about that for one night. Uh, yeah. So this was cool. Um, so, uh, he, uh, uh, Kevin Gates was there, uh, swerve points him out, asks him to join him. Uh, Keith Lee gets on the mic, says, I want to express my uh, gratitude, not just to swerve, uh, but to the fans. He says, uh, uh, he says not just for the opportunity to win the titles, but to all you fans, he says, I appreciate you, uh, with their assistance. We've ascended to the top of the tag division and we don't look down, so if anybody wants a chance, uh, uh, they don't have to reach," he says, and he offers a toast to their reign. And he says, "May it be limitless." And then Mark Sterling and Tony Nese come out, and Sterling has this asinine petition to get uh, Swerve off the roster, and he's like, "Everybody already, almost everybody signed it." And he goes over to uh, to Gates, and he's like, "Come on, do the right thing, sign the petition." Gates says, "No." Sterling says, "Yeah, I thought you'd say that." He says, just like Swerve, you're untrustworthy and your music sucks. Crowd goes, boo. And then Tony Neese stands between Gates and Sterling. Gates punches Nese. Uh Swerve grabs the cake, throws it in Sterling's face. Let me ask you something real quick. Yeah. Uh, so they got this new thing starting up called Ring of Honor, right? Uh huh. Tony Nese had a pure title shot against Wheeler Yuta. Like, I don't know when it was. It was in June or something like that. All right. Um, is there any chance that this petition is going to somehow backfire and Swerve's not the guy who gets kicked out of the roster, but it's Nice, and he ends up in Ring of Honor. He'd be a hell of an addition to Ring of Honor.
2: Yeah. No, I think that would be a good move. I think that'd be a really
1: good Because this move. story seems to go so- – he's trying to get somebody kicked off the roster, and it'd be sort of typical fashion for it to be his guy instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that'll be the thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that could be. That could be. I think that'd be pretty solid if that were the case. Uh, next, we're backstage. We get uh, Silver and Reynolds. And Butcher and the Blade, they've got an interview. They didn't make a deal here for no physicality in advance. So, of course, it leads to physicality. Physicality. So, uh, John Silver's talking to Butcher. He says, I got a shirt for you. He holds it up, and it just says Butch on there. And then Reynolds says, don't worry, Blade. We got you on too." And he holds it up. That shirt also says Butch. <laughs> and he just kind of looks at it and goes, oh, it says Butch. Um, Butcher and Blade lay him out. Uh, they're about to throw him into the wall. Hangman runs in with a chair to make the save. He goes, Are you guys all right? You don't look very good.
1: (laughs) You don't look very good.
2: That's good stuff.
1: Uh, After that, oh, man, Christian Cage has a match with Luchasaurus versus those dirty Pillmans. Uh, And uh, this goes is kind of how you figure it would be. Uh, Pillmans get some of their shit in on Luchasaurus. But basically, uh, he ends up getting the win here, although Christian tags in just for the cover on Pillman for the win. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jungle Boy, then comes out he's got a chair with him it's his big return and christian says go go get him luchasaurus and then uh jungle boy steps up to luchasaurus and then luchasaurus just sort of steps aside lets him do his thing so jungle boy slides into the ring christian escapes through the crowd jungle boy chases him so is this is gonna end up being a swerve on luchasaurus's part is he just gonna be like yeah okay i'll go with whomever seems to be the hot hand Or is this going to be like, well, I didn't have to engage
2: here, so I didn't, and he's still going to be with Christian? Or it could be a situation where Christian's like, hey, when Jungle Boy returns, make it seem like you're on his side so that when you eventually uh, stab him in the back, it's it's all the more painful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Could be something like that. Mind games. Mind games. Mind games. Uh, Next, we had a gun club interview. Uh, And so uh, Colton says that they've carried the acclaim for months. Austin says he's sick of Caster putting them in his raps every week. So uh, he wants Caster one on one in a rap battle this Friday on Rampage. That could either be really
1: bad or really funny.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm just sad about this because I miss, I like the Gun Club spa music, Larson. I've come around to their spa mm-hmm. music.
2: I mean, in a bubble, if you just listen to it, it might be fine. But as a wrestling theme, mm mm. It makes me laugh so hard
1: as a wrestling theme. You know, all I ask is so you don't bore me. Unintentionally hilarious, I'm down with it. Just don't bore me. Uh, this match was anything but boring. Cole Carter versus Ricky Starks. This is a physical match right here, mm-hmm. man. This guy's really going
2: at it. Um, Ricky Starks, of course, gets the win here with a spear. Uh, Cole uh, Carter got plenty of his, of his shit in, though. He did. Absolutely did, yeah. He looked pretty good here. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Starks calls for the mic. Uh, says, that was my first open challenge. He said, I came out on top. He says, but I feel like I got more in the tank, which would leave me to believe, oh, he's ready to go now. He says, let's get another challenge out here. Dan Houshen answers. And everybody pops. And Ricky Starks looks freaked out. And he tells Starks, "Say yes, I heard you had some sort of challenge for the FTW belt. And I want to accept that right now. And then Stark says, oh, I didn't mean right now. He says, I got to get my neck right. He says, how about this? And the crowd's all booing. He says, the next week on Dynamite, it's going to be myself against Dan, <laughs> perfect Dan the
2: Housen. Perfect Dan Housen. Perfect Dan Housen. was so good. Yeah, it was. It was so really good. good. So good. <laughs> it's going to be me against Dan Housen. Oh, man. Popped huge for that. Ricky Starks. Give him all the belts. Oh, my God. He's so good. He's so good. He's so fucking good, man. Give him all the belts and let him make movies. Yep. Uh, then we got an Athena, Chris Statlander, and Willow Nightingale interview. Uh, however, it was revealed here that Chris Statlander had to sit out the match tonight because Layla Gray wasn't there. Yeah. Um, uh, Willow says, Hey, maybe it's a sign. And Athena says, Yeah, maybe, you know, like you should. Essentially, she says, Chris, you should go after the women's title now. It'll look good around your waist. And uh, I feel like the TBS title will look good around mine. Mm-hmm. And they're all in agreement. And Willow says, let's go crush some baddies. They all put their hands in. Yeah. Um, after that, we had an FTR interview. Cash starts off.
1: "2022 says 20, years, 2022 has been a decent year for them. He says, but I don't know if we've had a bigger match in 2022 than their match against the Briscoes. He says, we respect them. For 20 years, they've lifted tag team wrestling up, but they're not going to take the Ring of Honor titles from us. And Dax uh, goes on to give a really touching story about his daughter. Mm -hmm. And he says, there's a girl back at home who went to the doctor at five years old. And the doctor said she had an irregular heartbeat. They went to a cardiologist and found out that she had a little hole in the bottom of her heart. But if that she works hard, that hole will close up. So they went back to the cardiologist three years later, and that hole had closed up. That eight-year-old is his daughter. And he said, if that little girl will fight that hard, he says, then we're going to have to fight that hard to bring home the Ring of Honor titles. So she has a legacy she can be proud of. She uh, he tells the Briscoes a death before dishonor. He says I'm gonna fight like an eight year old girl, and we're gonna beat their asses. I was like, oh, I
2: know it was really it was oh, really good. Was it was so really nice. good. Yeah, it, it was really kinda, good.
1: I kind of emotional just saying that thing.
2: Yeah. Uh, then we got a Jay Lethal Sanjay Dutt satin sing interview. Uh, they're asked about Christopher Daniels. Sanjay doesn't care about Christopher Daniels. Um, he, he wants to talk about Jay Lethal becoming champ. Uh, Jay says, it's a shame they have to wait till Saturday uh, for the, t- the match. He'd have the match now if Joe would just show up to work. And then Christopher Daniels walks in and says, if you're so anxious, Jay, to get in the ring, I'll be at Rampage. Face me then. Then he walks out, and then Jay is like, he took my time. He took my time. <laughs> <took my> time. <laughs> oh, it's pretty man. funny. Jay Lielsen, he's pretty funny
1: as a heel, man. Uh, after that, we had that match you talked about earlier, Jade Cargill and Kara Hogan. Tons of fun versus, versus Athena and Willow Nightingale. Stokely was very happy because uh, thanks to the uh, the law firm what was it, like the Cochrane Law Firm or something like Cochran that. Cochrane
2: Law Firm, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Statlander is barred from ringside, so there won't be any head slapping tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then Jade takes the mic, says she was born and raised in Atlanta, and uh, she's gonna show that she'll always be that bitch.
2: And, uh, and, yeah, like you said, this is a hell of a match, man. This mm-hmm. is good, really, really good stuff. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, had a great bit of showdown between Jade and Athena. Where they're trading, uh, or Athena's looking for an O-face. Jade catches her, hits a follow away slam. They both kip up at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jade kind of pops her up. Athena hits a meteor Aura, Jade rolls out of the ring. Athena follows. Uh, she hits Kira with an apron powerbomb and then Stokely gets in her face, and that allows Jade to come from behind and push Athena to the ring steps. Uh, Kira tags in Jade. Uh, Willow tries to roll up Jade, gets a two, but then Jade hits a blue thunder bomb for a two count, and then Jade for the win. Yep. Uh,
1: after that, we had a Thunderstorm interview, uh, and uh, Tony announced that uh, Thunder Rosa is going to defend her uh, title against uh, Yamashita, and uh, Rosa says uh, Yamashita is the best of Japan. But she says the win is coming home next week. And Tony just sort of stands there, doesn't say anything. And then yeah. Britt Baker and Jamie Hader step in. Britt says we need less Rosa promos. <laughs> she said, I hope you lose. She says, but we need to
2: give the people what they want on Rampage. Britt and Jamie in action. Yeah. But I thought they been at first, like, against Thunderstorm. Because she just said, uh, we're giving people what they want, Britt and Jamie. And I was like, and she said I'll, to them, I'll see you on Friday.
1: Oh, is that going to be the match then? No, it's
2: not, because when they were doing the, the oh, card yeah. breakdown for Rampage, it said. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Maybe they didn't even know, man.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it I turns it's out it's, they will be yeah. to actually get thunderstorm. I don't know. It's a, lot of, a lot of freewheeling going there in AEW.
2: man. I you guess so. They go out there and they do it. You know, like Excalibur has to get through those match cards so quickly.
1: Right, exactly.
2: Um, speaking of which, we had some new matches announced for Death Before Dishonor. Uh, Allison Kay will be taking on Willow Nightingale. Um, and then the Ring of Honor six-man tag titles will be on the line. The Righteous, including Vincent from Honor No More, uh, defending the titles against Dalton Castle and the boys.
1: Is it possible? I know we talked about this earlier. Is it possible that, like, I mean, look, it's, it's Impact. I'm sure, yeah, Vincent probably has a contract there. But they have a good relationship. They've shown to have a good relationship yeah. with AEW. Yeah. I mean, it might just be like, hey – we want to show these titles and then like then Righteous will actually lose them like at the next thing against or on like a rampage or something against. Uh... No, you're so sure about that. I'm pretty sure. OK. All right.
2: It's going to go sure. to Dalton Castle and the boys. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. Man. How many
2: matches are there? Seven, seven confidence points. Dalton not Castle. The boys get this. Get out of here. I'm holding that to you now. Unofficial man until I submit the official one Saturday. Unofficial. Oh, so you're not that confident? Okay, just making sure.
1: Then we had our main event. I said that you get the last word. You're drinking your water. Yeah, uh, Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston. Uh, and of course, uh, Jericho Appreciation Society got in the shark cage. I was happy to see that it wasn't above the ring. But I was unhappy
2: to see that it was above the crowd. <laughs> no, no, no. There was a big blank space right there. Oh, I know. But like when in the in the in like the long shot before they uh-huh. lowered it. It looked yeah. like it was just hovering above the crowd.
1: I made special. Notes. I was like, okay, wait a second. Are there people under that thing? Are this going to crush a bunch of people?
2: Again, <laughs> you have your giant 70-inch TV. I have half of my 25-inch here, monitor here. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, yeah.
1: So, uh, yeah, Ruby is in control of the uh, the hydraulic system on the, uh, on the shark cage to uh, make it go up or down, whatever. Uh, So uh, Eddie grabs the barbed wire mic from Justin Roberts as he gets in the ring. He starts hammering Jericho with it, gets on the mic, says, You're going to bleed!
2: Shark Week! (laughs) He turns towards Cameron and says Shark Week. Yeah, that was pretty funny, actually. It was great. Apparently he's a
1: huge mark for the Marvel stuff, man. I read some interview or some snippet of an interview on Twitter where he said he loves the Marvel stuff.
2: Eddie is? Interesting. So, yeah, Jericho's busted open basically immediately. So, already in Eddie's mind, I guess it'd be he thought, well, I won. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. I won. Uh, Enforcer has
1: a Says That's a nice TV to watch, old 4-3 Pluto mm -hmm. TV. That was nice, the two of you and Lacey in my uh, living room watching uh, old, standard, deaf supermarket
2: sweep Mm -hmm. on a Saturday night. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was good. Uh, so, yeah, this was, this was fun. It was overbooked at a certain point. Let me see here. Uh, so they're brawling on the apron. Then Eddie hits a suplex off the apron through a, a table covered in barbed wire. Mm-hmm. So Ty Conti runs to ringside. She starts brawling with Ruby. Anna Jay comes out. She grabs Ty and, and, and pulls her aside. And then she turned around. She punches Ruby, Whoop! pushes Ruby into the ring post. Uh, Anna and Ty, they high-five. Anna takes the remote for the shark t- cha- uh, cage, lowers it. Ty gets the key. She's trying to unlock the padlock, having trouble with it, but Garcia and then Parker and then Daddy Magic, they all manage to slip through. I assume uh, she eventually got it unlocked because Hager was out there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. He's he's kind of a, a, a larger guy. I don't know if he could be able to... S- slide through the uh well yeah the funny
1: thing about that was we mentioned this in the pre-show like you know obviously garcia real thin dude parker real thin dude and then daddy
2: magic is next and he sort of starts looking he's like am
1: i gonna be able to make it through here i don't know
2: yeah but eventually he does he does he does uh so they all hit the ring they start stomping on eddie ortiz uh claudio and mox run out to make the save Uh, ortiz hits jericho with his loaded sock uh, Eddie follows with exploder suplex through a barbed wire table in the corner, gets a two count. Um, Eddie is looking to hit Jericho with a barbed wire chair. Jericho counters with a code breaker. That gets him a two. Uh, Jericho hits Eddie uh, with the barbed wire chair, puts it on top of him, He's looking for a Lion salt. Eddie pushes the chair towards Jericho, hits a back fist. That only gets him a two count, though. Then he wraps some barbed wire around Jericho and locks him in stretch plump. And that's when mm-hmm. Sammy, Guevara,
1: Sammy Guevara comes
2: to the ring. He super kicks Eddie. Uh, Jericho then wraps some barbed wire around his arm, hits a Judas effect. Sammy kind of shoves Eddie into him. Um, and then it kind of gets clunky after there. After Jericho gets yeah. the wind falling, the Judas effect, Eddie's on his feet pretty quick after that. He's, he tries to hit a backfist on Sammy, I think, but doesn't hit anybody. It's just a whiffer. Big whiffer. Yeah, and then eventually uh, uh, Eddie. Uh, kind of hip-tosses Jericho off the apron through this mess of barbed wire that's on the floor near the ramp. Yeah.
1: I mean, the end visual was pretty effective. It was just Eddie standing on the apron and Jericho writhing in pain on the thing. It's just how they got there. The the big back fist whiff was was pretty funny. Yeah, it was. Uh, but, again, you know, sometimes
2: AEW does that.
1: Yep. We yep. also had an NXT last night uh let's see you know oh god <laughs> you know honestly half the time there, there's there was some stuff here
2: that i liked i actually really liked the mine stuff same i thought that was same. really good i agree i agree i like that uh i always
1: love the barbershop stuff yeah they've got such great chemistry the way that's set
2: up with like the other their other friends there i yep. thought it was really really good And I'll say this, I did, I wasn't sure what to think, like, J.D. McDonough, the match with Cameron Grimes, a lot of fun, they gave it time. Yeah. I wasn't sure to think with the promo, because when he shows up and he's got the mannequin behind him. Yeah, right. With all the lines and arrows on the shoulder, Mm -hmm. but then when he got into it and was Mm -hmm. talking about how he's going to, you know, like, uh, tear that tendon Mm -hmm. so Braun can't use his arm, there's like eight muscles in the shoulder and they're all Mm -hmm. important, stuff like that. And uh, you think back to some of the vignettes they were running for him before he made his way to NXT, and one of them specifically had a very kind of American Psycho vibe to it. Oh, it was it.
1: almost a direct rib. Yeah,
2: yeah the couple of shots of him doing sit-ups and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he changed the cadence of his voice so he speaks much more slowly and quietly. Yeah. At least he did in this promo. And I was like, oh, okay. He's doing a Patrick Bateman thing, kind of. Yeah, yeah. And it's a little different than what he was doing. hmm And it was effective because he was like, and we saw this in this match against Grimes because he was working over Grimes' leg throughout, mm-hmm. just picking him apart and eventually mm-hmm. using that to get the win. Um, and so I guess if that's going to be his thing, mm-hmm. like with surgical precision, pretty much taking apart his opponents, I was like, okay. Yeah. I can get into this. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I, I've always, you know, I've
1: always appreciated Devlin's work. Um and and yeah, it, this this sort of minor character tweak um, is I, I'm on board with it. I think it's pretty effective. I like it. The, the match was uh, was pretty fantastic. Um, stuff that kind of wasn't fantastic. Before we get to the obvious one, Cora Jade's promos, whether she's a good guy or a bad guy, just need work. You know, I think she's a really good wrestler, but like like her bad guy promo, just it was just I'm bad guy. You know, yeah. and oftentimes you and I and the only reason I really bring it up is because oftentimes we'll talk about um, how being a bad guy can often allow somebody to have a little bit more fun. Uh, and it opens up something that they can't really do as a baby face. I kind of feel like I don't know. She comes. She she just it doesn't seem like she's having more fun as a bad guy. She actually does seem more genuine as a good guy, because I feel like it's more close to just sort of who she is. It you know? could
2: be. It, she had a lot She had a lot of dialogue she had to get through. Mm -hmm. That's true, too. It might have been more effective for her to do the, well, why did I attack Roxanne Perez? I don't know any answer. You know, that might have been potentially, uh, you know, say something like that, and it says, well, I can tell you what I think of this title, throw it in the garbage, walk out. Mm -hmm. You know, something short to the point. Yeah, Um, Because, like she explained... Uh, why she turned on Roxanne She says I attacked her in the parking lot mm-hmm. uh, I mean she goes to great detail uh, Explaining why She attacked Roxanne It wasn't just that she came in Roxanne came into NXT after she brought her in Helped her get in there mm-hmm. And stole her spotlight It was also hey we want tag tiles. That wasn't good enough for her So then she cashed in her contract And it wasn't so much hey she came in And stole my spotlight It was oh this Woody the tag tiles with me, her best friend, wasn't good enough for her. She wanted more. Yeah. That's what really upset me. It was just yeah. a lot.
1: It was, it was a lot, and maybe she'll, she'll sink into it. I don't know. Delaney here in chat says uh, every post I saw about her promo was positive. That's cool. Didn't really resonate with me. Um, what did resonate with me was the return of Zoe Stark. I always really enjoyed her when she was around before she got injured. Um, what are the odds that she is, given that this was a kind of a build as a big return? No, really, not. She's no. not going to be the one.
2: No, no. Mm-mm. Right now, I kind of only feel like there's one person who's going to beat Mandy Rose. And it's probably going to be Roxanne Perez. She'll get another try, and she'll she'll get another chance at it and after she has her feud with Cora, and then she'll beat Mandy. It's not going to be uh, Kiana James. No, <laughs> the math expert. Not when there's two uh, wrestlers in NXT with math gimmicks. You know who gets the biggest reaction, though, is Alba Fire. Yeah. She shows up, and people go crazy. I well,
0: can see great. her.
1: She is great. She really um, lost to Mandy, though. Oh, does she have a match already? Yeah. Was it while she was Alba Fire? No. Ah, different character. Now she has
2: a bat with fire on it.
1: You'd think that would even the odds.
2: Uh, anyways, let's – okay. Well, no, let's talk Let's talk about two things here. Then we can run through this. <laughs> Whatever. There's two things we need to talk about. First, okay. let's talk about – axiom axiom <laughs> so i i to <laughs> i know you appreciate when people uh, uh try to do things show ambition and someone discovered this camera effect they ha- they can do in the camera and so they did that with this axiom thing and so it's kind of like a stutter thing so when when he moves when a kid moves it's like he's kind of half invisible that's what it looks like
1: that's exactly what it is and then it's funny because you see like the lady up in the upper area of like a full cell whatever it is now the P- the performance center yeah and she's like about to sit down she has her drink and she's facing it out of reality yes. as well because yes. they don't localize lo- no, localize it to him yeah it's just so okay i don't know I'll, I'll be honest with you i don't know where it begins and ends my appreciation for ambition and effort but it ends somewhere before this Yeah. <laughs> because this is true. When you see something, when you see something, I don't care how much ambition or effort you have or effort you put into it and you see it and it's terrible. Don't do it. I'm not going to give you points for continuing to do it because this was, Dude, come on. This was a, especially given that we've seen like Nathan Frazier's entrance video thing is awesome. Oh, it's really
2: good. It's like the rocket shooting in and everything is great. The yeah.
1: fire literally looks like she's walking through a wall of flames. Yeah, it's great. They got the they got the fog to make it look like smoke and then the wall of fire. It's awesome. Yeah, they can do cool shit there with the limited space and whatever. This was so and and they proceeded with the like before commercial uh the the um the little video package where they're melding the math stuff with the comic book stuff and i hate that comic book filter and i know this here's the thing you and i we deal with video and graphics and design and so maybe we scrutinize a little bit more you know we'll often joke about bad green screen or whatever this is exactly what you said somebody discovered some well, awful, you know,
2: awful filter in a camera or setting you know, on a camera. You know what the camera book or the camera book, the, the comic book stuff is? It's probably the same template they use for the Zia Lee stuff.
1: No, the Zia Lee stuff that was like that was like you know, on, actual... on main roster.
2: Sorry, on main roster, they did a comic book comic book type stuff with Zia Lee when she got called up.
1: Okay, you you might be right. That doesn't it doesn't. I don't remember that. Um, but you you could absolutely be right. It's not honestly, dude. I know they're going for the and it, and it it. It works I guess it's so ugly and it doesn't look like a comic book I remember the, the Xia Li stuff I'm sorry Um, yeah the Xia Li stuff
2: there was the animation they did when she was part of uh, Tian Sha that's not what I'm talking about when she got called the main roster was the protector they, right. had, the, they had the comic book type stuff and that's yeah, what but, this reminded me of
1: okay what am I thinking of there was some shit that was draw, actually drawn by people that was drawn by some artist and they just sort of animated it and I thought that was the Xia Li stuff, but I don't remember if it was NXT or that or if it was uh the TN Shaw stuff. I honestly don't remember. There was some really no, it was it was Xia Li. It was the protector stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was it was drawn. They, yeah. they drew a story. They drew a comic book and animated it. Yeah, yeah. And it looked awesome. Yeah. This was not. Oh yeah, that. this was filters.
2: I just meant like the, the text boxes and all that stuff.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The text box or whatever. But like they put that filter mm-hmm. on like a moving thing. It makes it look kind of rotoscoped and it's yeah. just God damn it. It's ugly. It's and then the melding of math and comic books. It doesn't even make any sense. Um, And on top of that, sort of more importantly, because honestly, like whatever, it's his presentation. What's more sad to me is how they've had him change his wrestling style. He went in there against Dante Chen. And instead of watching this guy fold people up into submission moves faster than anybody. He's just a high flyer. And yeah. and it's and that's just honestly, he's probably a better high flyer than most, but his thing, what really made him stand out as something that he could do better than anybody and nobody else could do, was how quickly and dynamically, if that's yeah. a word, he could like bend into different positions and bend people into different
2: Well that positions. that even fits into his the math aspect of the solution to everything. You know, mm, yeah, it's yeah. all based on a, f- a formula, right, yeah, and I yeah. could see how that could be applied to a submission wrestler.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, they look at things uh, at all times tactically. You'll watch yeah, yeah. a Zack Sabre junior match and you're there live and you watch it, you can see he's just not going from move to move without the the performance of a thought process going into right. it. Yeah. You see the thought process, especially if you have the opportunity to sit close at a Zack Saber Junior match. Oh, they're phenomenal! It's, watch it's, it's something Watch else, his yeah. eyes, watch his face. You can see him thinking about what happens next. Right? Yeah. yeah. And 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 if you want to have a kid's gimmick be a, a, a guy who, no matter the situation, thinks he can find a solution to it, yeah. and his style is a submission st- technical style, mm-hmm. then then then. A, he shouldn't have a mask, so you can see that process play out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then yeah. don't change his style.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, – it, you know, I, I, I do hope that he has all sorts of success. I really do. I think he's a terrific He's a wrestler. phenomenal wrestler. Phenomenal wrestler. When I would see him in NXT UK, I, I would marvel at this dude's matches. I really would. And what I saw last night was a distinct departure from that. It was athletic. Dante Chen's maybe not the right guy. Maybe if he's in there with uh, J.D. McDonough or whatever, um, maybe we'll get some more of that. I don't know. But I feel like given that they place such an emphasis on the superhero aspect of things, which in many people's minds, one of the primary things superheroes can do is fly. Um, And just given what I saw last night, it feels like he's just going to be sort of a high flyer. And maybe he can find something massively creative under that context. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, but yeah. All right. So
2: let's get to it. Let's get to it. So we found out who the dyad were, as we expected, grizzled young veterans. We uh, expected their names to be Jagger Reed, Rip Fowler. That was the case. What we didn't know is how their presentation would change. Yeah. That was the thing. Like, were they just going to keep wearing the velvet stuff and just not have the masks on anymore? Right. What was it going to be? So Gacy has this long thing where he, you know, says, hey, uh, unmask yourself, but make sure you really want to do this. All right, last step of the the purification, I think he says. Because at first they take their, their masks off and they're backlit. You could tell it's James Drake and Zach Gibson, but mm-hmm. Drake yeah. still has the beard. Gibson still has the goatee you know fast forward a couple seconds zach gibson has no hair yeah yeah he's got uh contact in one eye mm-hmm. And like a the, black contact and yeah he's wearing a black
1: button-up shirt and
2: then drake no beard he also has a black contact in one eye he has a white contact oh sorry white and he's and got a, white and, yeah
1: yeah yeah um and and yeah like you said he he, he shaved his beard his hair is still there yeah um you and I were and and here's the thing: they did, you know, they referenced them being other people before. Mm-hmm. So this is a transformation; it's not completely new people. And he mm-hmm. mentioned that before even this, yeah. but yeah. Um, but like I said, I would totally go to work for NXT Creative if the idea was these guys go through this complete transformation just to steal Gacy's wallet. And there, 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 was your, there, there were those grifters that we saw before. Um, look, I get it. They What they did as grizzled young veterans, according to the people in WWE, wasn't working. I disagree. I thought they were fantastic. Yeah. They're phenomenal wrestlers. They'll still be phenomenal wrestlers. But character-wise, Gibson especially was a main roster character. It's the same thing as Cameron Grimes. He was a main roster character, and they've lobotomized him. In this he might case, even he more. He might be
2: joining. He might be joining Grizzlies and veterans with uh, with That's Joe. Right, Gacy. because Gacy approached him. Yeah.
1: Um, it it's dis- It is very disappointing. And I again, I, I I wish them success. It's a character that now I have to go back and see only in archival footage.
2: Well, NXT um, UK, yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Or five-star wrestling. Gibson was in five-star oh, I, wrestling. I
2: remember the first time he popped up in NXT UK, that second tournament. Yeah. And wow, the heat. I the know. heat. He I could know. generate. I know. If you hate People Gibson, shoes them. off.
1: And everybody take their shoes off. I know. And uh, and they, just, I guess they just didn't see it. So they have to go in a completely different direction, I guess. And again, man, I, I sort of go to the Giovanni Vinci stuff. If one thing isn't working, because all I want for these wrestlers is for, their, for them to have success. Definitely. And if under the WWE system, what's going to get them to success is uh, uh, neutering them and lobotomizing them. And then maybe they can find a way out of that into something else. Maybe they'll turn on Gacy down the line. Maybe they'll just go up to main roster as a tag team, and they'll find yet another thing for them. I don't know, but it's just part of the business. And if they felt they were going nowhere in the first place, maybe they'll go some. Maybe they'll find something that they think works for them. It bums me out to no end because I loved Zach Gibbs. That tour of Liverpool was so so funny. It was. Well, here's the thing:
2: they get brought up to NXT Prime from UK and it would have made all the sense in the world for them to be put right get put the tag titles on them.
1: mm-hmm
2: yeah and then let them do their thing mm-hmm I know and they could have been wildly successful because they're yeah. really good and I they're know. good at getting heat yeah and actually let Zach Gibson drop promos of length other than just kind of get the forty-five seconds before their matches, mm-hmm, yeah, pretty right. much enough time for him to do their catchphrase and not much else. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. Ever since they got called up to NXT, it's been start stop. They don't they 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 they, they took too many L's. They mm-hmm. had that weird thing where they were grifters for two weeks, yeah, yeah. and then you now know, this.
1: You and I have talked about this a little bit when we talk about UK and what we think it might need and might be lacking you know i mentioned having watched uh the the rev pro match between pack and to no i'm sorry and um uh shooter um and the atmosphere there even the atmosphere in progress some of like the i've I've watched some of the later some of the latest chapters of progress and there is an energy there that's lacking in uk and it's because of that sterile bt sports arena Mm -hmm. they don't really pack it in like some venues and the other stuff has sort of a darker, dirtier feel to it and just adds something, an energy you don't get in the in, in the BT sport arena. Yeah. But one thing that we talked about was the energy and enthusiasm that those wrestlers carried with them into UK, that once they crossed the proverbial pond, isn't there anymore. And for Gibson to have gotten to that point again, for, for Grizzled Young Veterans to gotten to that point, they would have basically had to start from scratch and... I don't know that NXT prime or WWE would have ever given him the opportunity to build that. Because I do think that that level of heat that he had took time to oh, build, definitely, you definitely, know, in a relationship definitely. with that crowd. Yeah. I'm not going to debate that. And they just don't have, I, I suspect that they don't have the time or patience to devote to building that kind of well, here's relationship.
2: The thing. I would think in, in the days prior to 2.0, where it seemed like they did have time. You know, it wasn't the situation where, all right, if you're not if we don't see you improving, giving us what we want in 60 90 days, whatever, we're going to let you go. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, which seems to be the case to a degree now. Um in NXT, you know, 1.0 when they got brought up, it was a situation where you could have time. You know, mm-hmm. you could have time to develop and de- Build and develop that relationship with the audience, and if mm-hmm. anybody who watches WB programming is going to watch NXT UK, it's probably going to be the NXT fans.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: you know, so they'll be at least familiar with them. They've had crossover shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I would think they would be somewhat familiar with his work. Mm-hmm. I yeah. know that kind of heat and that kind of give and take and that kind of relationship takes time to build. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's kind of, in one sense, the point of developmental is to see. If people can, with time, develop that relationship. And it's never felt like consistently they were given that opportunity as grizzled young veterans. I agree. And what else do you need? You need wins. Yeah.
1: Like they never were given an opportunity to put together the crafty wins that a team like that Mm -hmm. could put together. Um, Somebody asked, Amanda Talks here in chat, asked what NXT UK matches of grizzled young veterans would anyone recommend watching? And I remember this. It was a – I'm pretty sure this is the match. Flash Morgan, Webster, and Mark Andrews versus mm. uh, Grizzly Young Veterans versus Gallus. Gallus,
2: that match was really good.
1: That match really, was really good. on my, it was, uh, when was this? This was... It's been
2: 2018?
1: Uh, overview, let's take a look. It was, wasn't it, it was at like, okay, it was NXT UK Cardiff uh, 2019. Okay. August of 2019. All right. I'm pretty sure that's the match, and I'm almost yeah, positive yeah. that is. was on the short list of my match of the year It was fantastic, yeah. It was really that good that match. match was God damn it, that was outstanding. It was really good go. stuff. I, I want to go back and watch now, because that was outstanding. Yeah, yeah it was Gosh good to stuff. Darn it. it was really so good stuff. So let's go ahead and dive into it, now that sure. we've talked about all of NXT pretty much.
2: Yeah, no, I try to keep these notes short, so we should be able to get through this in seven minutes. Bang, bang, bang. Seven. All right, I'll set my timer right now. All right, uh, so the first match was Cameron Grimes versus JD McDonough, as I mentioned uh, earlier, talking about McDonough's promo. He was working over uh, Grimes' leg a lot. Gacy was watching from the platform up there. Uh, eventually, Grimes does get some of his stuff in. Uh, in the end, though, J.D. traps Grimes' leg in the ropes, kicks it a bunch, hits Devlin's side where they're going to call his finish now for the win. I'm
1: going gonna, I'm gonna to kayfabe the seven minutes so we don't have to speed run it. Um, I do appreciate that they kept his music. Yeah. I, because Devlin's theme song was great. It's good. They have some really good theme songs in the UK. They do. Uh, after that, we had a brief Nikita Lyons promo. They did a bunch of these promos. People that were going to be in the Battle Royal tonight, uh, she said, she's going to win it. And after tonight, uh, there's no more ducking and dodging her. Uh, Didn't Oh, yeah, her. For Mandy. 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 Yeah, Yeah. for Mandy. Yeah. Uh, Tiffany Stratton also had a promo. Said uh, she's offended that she has to compete in the Battle Royal because she's the only one deserving of a title shot. She had a good showing in that Battle Royal,
2: too. She did. She did. Uh, Then we had the Cora Jade promo we talked about a little bit. Actually, I kind of feel like we went through most of this. Um, She explained why she uh, attacked uh, Roxanne first in the parking lot and then during uh, her title match. Uh, Essentially, she brought her in, Roxanne stole her spotlight, and then after they won tag titles, in Cora's estimation, that wasn't enough for Roxanne. She wanted to go after the title as well. That upset Cora, therefore she turned on her, and then she said the tag titles represents a lie, doesn't mean anything to me anymore she throws in the garbage
1: yep so now somebody pointed out on twitter three-fourths of the women's tag titles uh in uh in wwe are vacated because it still shows roxanne perez as being a tag champion yep uh after that we had a zion quinn interview and i realized what he reminds me of i know i don't think you ever watched flight of the concords did you Mm -mm, mm -mm. okay Well, the same creative team behind that, of course, did What We Do in the Shadows. So this is still apropos. He comes off as a What We Do in the Shadows villain. Yeah. He really does. It's so funny because he'll sit there and he talks. And I know he's trying. Here's the thing about Zion Quinn that I wonder. He's trying to be badass bad guy, you know, but like Fonzie cool. Yeah. I wonder if like he might be. And I say this in a complimentary way because you and I are this. I wonder if he's kind of a dork because he seems like he's just putting on this act I and I wonder if he's just a
2: nice guy you know I that wonder if he's be. just a cool guy maybe so he he's, says maybe he's like just a really goofy dude but they're not letting him be goofy <laughs> right he doesn't look like one though he no, looks like no,
1: a I badass know. he does this dude's got a 10 look uh but he is you know what I will give points for effort and ambition here because he is he's he's trying he's putting everything into this
2: yeah. I'm <laughs> so not quite says, sure it's
1: clicking quite yet, though. Not yet, but I hope it does. You gotta let him uh, be goofy. If he's goofy, just let him be a little goofy. He says, uh, "He says, you know, this isn't a week-on-a-business; kind of it's more of a me business." He says, "It was great that I interfered in Apollo Cruz's match, and next week I get a match with him." He says, "It's going to be the biggest victory of my career." Cruz couldn't cut in the big leagues. He says, "Not everybody has the X Factor like I do, and next week the X Factor will be on full display."
2: So what he should do is come to the ring with Matt Bloom. He works there. Yes. Dealing with the X-Factor. Dealing with
1: the X-Factor. Has exactly. some X-Pac uh, yeah. type gear.
2: Doing a bunch of crotch chops. <laughs> crotch chops, Let yeah. them be a little goofy. That's what I'm talking you got about. got everything I ever wanted. Got everything I ever wanted. So then we got Indy Hartwell promo. She talks about the difficulty she's had flying solo. Uh, but that kind of benefits her in this match in the battle world because it's every woman for herself. And that woman is going to be her. No, uh, it isn't. Yeah, it wasn't. Then we had uh, Roderick Strong versus Damon Kemp. This was great. So uh, Roddy and Damon hit the double clothesline spot. They're both selling that. Tony D'Angelo shows up on the Tron, and you got Legato, and you got Stax. They're beating up on the Creed's. And they both see this. And Damon, he's trying to get out of the ring to help him. Roddy (laughs) grabs him by his tights, pulls him back in, hits the jumping knee to get the win, and then he runs out of the ring. Halfway up the ramp, he turns to Damon. It's like, come on. Come, Come on, help me. let's
1: go. Oh my gosh. It's so Camp. funny. It is it's really good stuff. You know, I don't know if Roderick Strong wants to be there, but he's doing good work while he's there. I didn't mm. think that this Diamond Mine stuff was gonna resonate, but he has he's he's totally found his character. Oh, this is the best dick. stuff
2: on NXT right now. It's
1: dick. Yeah. Uh after that we had a pretty deadly promo, uh, where they're getting in their cowboy gear uh because they've got that tag title match for the NXT UK titles. Uh, then we had Briggs and Jensen backstage. Them and Fallon are getting hyped up for their various matches. Of course, they've got that tag title match, and Fallon's going to be in the Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we had uh, Roderick Strong backstage walking oh, up the street. This was so good. Oh, what happened?
2: Gosh. We got and, jumped, uh,
1: Roddy. <laughs> he said, you should have taken care of those guys. I love how Julius just says, he was four on two. <laughs> yeah. Says, that doesn't matter. You're the Creed brothers. And then Damon stumbles in. He says, what took you so long? We're a family.
2: And Damon <laughs> says, Roddy, you need me. And then Roddy says, I know. I'm the one who did <laughs> Oh, that's good stuff. <laughs> oh, it was so good. At the end, uh, Roddy says, Tony D'Angelo may have started this, but we're going to finish it. It was so yeah. good. Yeah. Loved it. Loved it. Uh, after that, we had Pretty Deadly versus Briggs and Jensen. Uh,
1: this, so this, like, this is kind of a mess. So towards the finish, Elton tried to pass Kit one of the tag titles to use it. Fallon grabbed it, plays a little bit of tug of war with Elton. I'm sorry, with Kit, and then the ref tells them, "Hey, let go of that title." Uh, and then so he gets distracted by that. And Briggs and Jensen get their finish. Kit gets distracted by that, and uh, Briggs and Jensen gets their finish for the win.
2: Yeah, the ref was distracted by it too, because like mm-hmm. they both let go, and then Fallon was walking away, and the ref was talking to her about something. I don't know what. Yeah. Anyways, uh, then we had Joe Gacy revealing the identities of the dyad. We kind of already went through this. Yeah. Uh, there's he. Joe Gacy just talked a lot before it happened, but then it happened, and then it was who we thought it was going to be, and then the he only. The I, I didn't mention this here. I mentioned
1: the pre-show because I like to point out silver linings if I see any. The only one I can think of is uh, Gibson looked pretty badass. Like he he looked he number one he didn't look anything like Zach Gibson. Mm-mm. He looks completely different. Mm-hmm. But the one the one black contact you know he was talking different. If he could somehow break out. That'd be awesome. I don't see it happening because that kind of stuff just doesn't happen. Once you're a henchman, it's hard to not be a henchman anymore.
2: I know. Usually if you're a henchman in a faction, that means you're taking L's too. It does. No, it absolutely does.
1: And it's hard to get out from under that. Yep. That being said, he looks kind of like a badass with this
2: this new getup. It's something different at least. It It is. It is. Anyways, Joe Gacy says, hey, come on and join up with us. Yeah. Then we got after Broad that, we Breaker in the parking had... lot. He's looking for J.D. McDonough. Hey, J.D.
1: Uh, after that, we had a Wesley interview. He's on this journey to find himself. But keep, he keeps on finding roadblocks. Uh, he says, me and Trick aren't dan- dancing yet. He says, but first, Grayson Waller's blaming me for not uh, for him not winning that uh, North American title. He says, but if he's good as he says he is, uh, uh, hit me blasting Trick shouldn't have been enough to distract him. And Waller's only got himself to blame for the loss. He's going to take next week, Waller first, trick second. Then I'm back on my path to find myself. So the path, he can't do it while he's fighting people. No. He's got to fight people separately.
2: Yep. Uh, then we got Braun Breaker. He comes to the ring. He talks about his match against Cameron Grimes. Says Grimes tried to make it personal, but he stood up to me face to face. Please Something read like, this this note verbatim here when uh, JD McDonough shows up. <laughs> I will. Uh, uh, he says, but then there's JD. He attacked him from behind. I know all about him. He's the Irish ace. You wanted my attention, now you got it. So then JD shows up at the tron with a weird dummy behind him, mannequin. <laughs> Thank you. It was just so out of place, and it had like some arrows to the shoulder and like some lines on it. Um, and so uh, JD's asking hey, Braun, how's your shoulder holding up? And the Braun's like, come to the ring, because Braun just wants to fight. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. JD's like, hey, I may have been NXT UK, but I studied you. You faced a lot of great competitors, but here's the thing. They were competing against you, Braun, but I'm going to dissect you. Take your shoulder, for instance. Did you know there's eight major muscle groups in the shoulders? I didn't and you know need, that. And you need every one of them. He says, Grimes may have hurt you, but I'm going to disable you. I know how to tear, and he, you know, he turns towards the 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 weird mannequin behind him, and he's mm-hmm. like, "I'm gonna tear this tendon here from the bone." He's got like a marker. He's like marking it off. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and he, and he says, "Braun, you'll fight through the pain uh, for a bit, maybe, but there's only so much trauma you could take before you got to stop." He says, "Braun, I know you love the NXT title, but is it really worth your health?" And then Braun says, "Someday, JD, you'll be in the ring with me." And uh, if you if can't find his balls, may take some from the mannequin. JD says, yeah, we'll see you someday. Uh, Braun doesn't know if. Uh, I don't know what that means. Anyways, uh, <laughs> JD says, I'm necessary, a necessary evil Just showed up in NXT. And until they meet, mind that shoulder. And then Braun says, yeah, I'm going to beat you up. He says something like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that shoulder, rip, rip it off, and then beat you with it. Like Braun yeah. says he's going to rip his own arm off and beat JD with his own shoulder. I'd like to see him try. <laughs> it was Why is Braun Breaker gnawing on his own shoulder. Uh, oh I'm trying to take it off.
1: I'm gonna beat him with it.
2: See, let's Braun it they need to add some dimension to Braun because he's fairly desperately. one dimension. Desperately desperately he's boring. <laughs> I'll say I wouldn't it. go
1: you know what? Here's the thing. I would as a character, yes. As a as a as a force of charisma, I still find him I'll watch his promos. Mainly because I like doing his voice. His voice makes me laugh. Eh. But there's there is nothing there. It, he cannot go. He is not main roster ready. No. Like, he's got, like, everything except for any amount of I give a shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I know this guy is just, he's a wrecking machine, and I don't care about him. Um. Yeah. I No, I, I agree. He, he The dude needs, he needs something. He needs something. Like, him being confused at the mannequin was pretty, he was like, you know, JD is like doing these elaborate drawings, illustrating like the shoulders, the tendons, the muscles, and Braun's like, w- 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 "What is that? What are you doing? Yeah, I I Stop know. drawing on that! Is it yours?" Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, after that, we had a uh, Solo Sokoa uh, being asked about. Be, he's at SmackDown, and uh, they ask
2: him why he's there, and why don't you say, "Oh, my brother's wrestling on SmackDown." Why don't you say that? Yeah,
1: right. I know exactly. Um, and then uh, Vaughn attacks him. Vaughn Wagner attacks him. And uh, and he lays him out. And he says, oh, this is the, what does he call him? The street? Was it the Warriors? The, champ, the street champion or something like that. The, he's the street champion. Well, I just laid him out. He should have said, I laid him out on the street. Because they, they were on the street.
2: They were outside the stadium, yeah. Yeah. The arena. Yeah, everybody's missing their cues, uh, man. Then we had the Axiom video packs we talked about. This Diamond Mine interview was great. So Julius is talking about all the places that they're going to Beat up Tony D'Angelo's crew They say it's going to be on site mm-hmm. And Brutus says yeah we got jump We're already back on our feet Diamond Mine is a family And then uh, Roddy says hey Tony Take off your stupid hat We're the strongest family in NXT And then Julia says come back over here I got more to say <laughs> Yeah, it sa- it says, You got two options: you Either accept our challenge Get your asses beat Or we hunt you and your crew down And then you get your asses beat It's your choice Do you notice
1: also that Roger, uh, Roddy uh, Interrupted Damon <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Damon started talking. He said, No, wait, I got more. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Great. Oh, it's support, Damon Kemp. Uh, so after that, we had uh, Axiom versus Dante Chen. Uh, Axiom hits a crossbody off the top. Looks like Dante hit his head pretty hard there. And then he followed up with a, a kick. It was just like a jump yeah, kick. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he used it in NXT UK. Mm-hmm. I yeah, believe. I got the win there. Uh, after that, we had a Lash Legend promo. She's going to be in the Battle Royal. Uh, and, uh, she says, of course she's targeting Alba fire because mm-hmm. they're in a feud right now. Yeah. Uh, outside the, uh, uh, performance center earlier in the day, a fan asked Giovanni Vinci for a picture. <laughs> so he takes her phone and he just takes a selfie of himself and she's like, wait, no, I wanted one with you. And he said, Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> he said, uh, he said, but of course everybody wants a picture with me after I beat Cruz last week. And then a Chase U bus pulls up, gets right in front of his car. And uh, they're all happy because they're coming back from the UK. And they're like, hey, uh, uh, come join us in the student section. And he's like, no. So they walk off into the, they,
2: you know, do their little marching into the PC. And he's like, who's going to move the bus? Yeah. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, then we get Trick and Carmelo in the barbershop. Uh, they're talking first about recovering from their celebration last week. Or as Melo called it in the Mellobration. It's the Mellobration. B- but they need to be locked in now. They've got business to take care of. So Trick's mentioning contenders for North American tile. Mentions Solo. Solo's saying he's got next. Vaughn says that we're living in his world. Melo says, no, Vaughn's living in the Melloverse." Which is, uh,
1: which was, I cracked up at that. That was says, good. No,
2: he's living in the Melloverse. <laughs> and <then> Trick mentions, <laughs> how about somebody new? Giovanni Vinci. And then uh, Melo's like, no, nah, he just got here. Trick mentions Apollo Crews. Melo says Cruz is lucky. Uh, I let him on, on my show, and his phone is blowing up. And he's and uh, uh, uh he Trick's bird says, app is talking about yeah, Wes Lee, Lee talking, talking about you, Trick. Oh yeah it's, it's Melo's saying about uh, yeah that. that. And Trick says uh, Lee better worry about his match against Waller next week. I know two things: Waller's gonna lie, and Lee is gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Melo's like, you better watch that match. And Trick says, oh, I'm going to. Wes Lee won't be able to watch it because his eye's still all jacked up. Ha. <laughs> yeah. This is the I love these guys. Their their chemistry is so good. It's so good. Uh, after that, we had a toxic
1: attraction interview. Mandy, uh, <laughs> she's asked who you he thinks is going to win. She says Tatum Paxley, and then she starts walking away. She's like, "Why?" She's like, "I don't know." Gosh, first person to come to mind. I don't really care. Yeah. And then
2: uh, and then and then the other two talk and whatever. And then um, uh, Ivy is there. Oh, yeah, Ivy walks up. Kiana yeah. James steps in and Alba Fire steps in. Yeah. The crowd really popped when Alba Fire stepped in. Well, she's great. Yeah, she's awesome. Ivy Nile's awesome,
1: too, man. Yeah. Uh, after uh, that, Cameron Grimes is backstage. He's upset because he sucks now. And he's yelling at the interviewer. He's like, I just want to go home. And then uh, Joe Gacy walks up to him from Schism says uh, i understand what you're feeling i know what you're going through and grimes tells him, not now i don't want to hear it i'm yeah. gonna go home because i suck now
2: <laughs> yeah man he needs to, get I back used on to the, be good he needs to get back on those stonks
1: now i'm garbage i'm trash i'm basura
2: i know <laughs> uh let me get a tony d'angelo interview he says Electra lopez gonna win the battle royal tonight uh mckenzie's asking about their attack of on Diamond. Uh, Tony says, uh, uh, Dynamine, They need that gym because they can't fight on the streets. They think they're the strongest unit in NXT. They don't even get along with each other. They accept Dynamine's offer. Next week, Dynamine is finished." Yeah, and then we have the 20 woman battle royal, and yeah.
1: uh, the the barcode thing, the QR code barcode, the bar the QR code <laughs> thing
2: is Zoe. Not so old now. The mystery Zoe has been Stark. revealed, courtesy of Wade Barrett. He just and says, we, "Oh."
1: Oh, the QR code. It was Zoe Stark. How did you? Okay, cool, man. Uh, yeah, so that anyways. Was, all the various feuds here play out uh, that, that's going on. And then I do like, I appreciate that they did the thing. So everybody targets Cora Jade to start because now she's a dick. And so she leaves and, she, and Ivy Nile like runs her off. And so you know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Everybody battles it out until we get to Zoe Stark. Well, Zoe Stark is celebrating, and uh, uh, out from uh, behind her comes Cora Jade. Uh, Zoe Stark notices her, and Cora runs at her, and Zoe just is able to flip her right out of the uh, out of the ring. So Zoe Stark is going to be the next challenger. Yeah. for Mandy Rose, there'll be a, really a lot of cool match. stuff in this. Thing. Yeah, yeah, that'll yeah, be it, a really This,
2: good this, match, this is a fun battle royal, and Zoe will put, have a really good match. Mandy, I uh, got some breaking news here. Uh, uh, our prediction of what would win uh, best WB moment of the year oh, yeah, uh, is correct. That. Cody Rhodes returning at WrestleMania, winner of an SP. Congratulations to Cody Rhodes. I know Steve, that makes you very happy.
1: It should make you happy as well. It was an awesome moment, well deserved. The guy who. Obviously, was the visionary behind AEW's creative during his time there. Get it all out. Uh, I'll accept this award on his behalf here at I mean, Going in Raw. He was there. Raw.
2: This isn't a Going in Raw award, isn't it? ESPN thing. I'm sorry. I was missing I, it was an easy mistake to make. Are you going to uh, nominate Cody Rhodes for the Going in Raw Hall of Fame this year?
1: Well, I am now. I didn't thought about it. But, yeah, that's a great idea. Done.
2: It's not going to happen, Steve. Done. It's not going to happen. You can <laughs> nominate Not getting in. Done. Oh, man. We'll see about that.
1: We'll see about that. Uh, All right. Let's go ahead and answer some questions quickly because we're already in an hour and 13 minutes. Uh Uh-huh. Here we go. Oh, man. We got a lot of questions here. Uh, All right. Let's see here. Uh, Blake Whitehouse says, do you think AEW's win-loss record should be reset? It's uh, reset at the beginning of the year. Correct. Hard stop on that uh yellow flash says after how many wins would you book jade to lose her first
2: match she should retire lossless uh she needs to win uh or she needs to hold both titles first yeah
1: no nah, there's only one person i'd want to have her to take the titles off her and that's uh that's willow i think AEW if they don't end up making a ton of money on uh willow nightingale then they don't know what they're doing over there which would not be you know out of line because cody's gone uh, Alex Foster says, what, are the th- what other things should Titus talk about in awkward promos? NDAs. Ooh. Ooh, too soon. Too Oof. soon. Yeah, oh, They didn't really get fired.
2: Yeah. Uh, White Brownie, you can only reverse the result of one of these media matches. What would you reverse? Brock versus Taker at, I assume, WrestleMania 30. Yeah, I think Ooh. that's the only media match they had. Uh, Triple H versus Sting. Charlotte versus Asuka, or Becky versus Sasha versus Charlotte.
1: I'm going to go with Oscar winning over Charlotte. Sting should have won that
2: match, yep.
0: but
1: yep. I get the story of it. Like it's the Monday Night Wars in a match.
2: Yeah, but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense because it's not like the NWO was trying. I mean, like the NWO was trying to bring WCW down. If you anything, and I they have had have this with argument
1: many times.
2: It made perfect sense
1: because they're all WCW and it's against WWF. It makes total sense.
2: No, it doesn't because the NWO showed no love to WCW, the organization. They wanted to tear it down. Well, that never that never really made sense. Um, but they yeah, went to, they wanted to start their own their own promotion. Remember, that's what the sold out pay per views were supposed to be the beginning of.
1: Yeah, they sold merch out of uh, cars in the parking lot. That was really cool, actually. Uh, Oscar, though, right? Oscar should have yeah. got that. That's, yeah. that's 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 the one. Yeah, yeah. Sting was fine. He made sting money. That was a wildly fun match, by the way. Yeah, it was all right. A better sting had one though. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Brian Luckman says, if Ricky Starks loses to Danhausen next week, what would you want to see Tony Khan do with uh, Ricky Starks and Hobbs? What wouldn't I want to see him do with them? Mm-hmm. Hobbs mm-hmm. should win the TNT title. Stark should win the AEW world title.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, uh, Hobbs should also win the Atlantic title. Mm-hmm.
2: Let's give him all the belts.
1: the tag titles. All the belts. The Ring of Honor tag titles. They're so like good. The WGP tag titles. Taz to win manager of the year. Inventing new uh, title for Taz.
2: Oregon Grinder says, do you think that barring some uh, big returns soon, the main event at All Out might very well be Mox versus Jericho? I don't want that because that means this Blackpool Combat Club Jericho Appreciation Society is still going a month and a half from now. Mox versus Jericho? At All Out. Mm-mm. Not terribly interested in that. We've seen that match before with well, with Mox okay. as okay. a face and Jericho as a heel.
1: I don't yeah. like it either, but I don't like it either, but the point of the question is there's a lot of people out. And if yeah. nobody is able to come back if nobody that's out now is able to come back by then, is that the biggest match they can make? Is that the biggest match they can make? I don't have to look at the roster. I mean, I understand that, like, probably, look, the world title's going to be, I don't care if it's interim or not, it's going to main event. As much as we'd like it to be the tag titles, I don't think that's going to be the case. I don't think that
2: match is probably going to happen all out anyway. And you're right. That's, like, a month away. Um, Yeah, dude. I mean, there's an opportunity, if they get to it, to build somebody. You know? Man, they were, like, six weeks out.
1: Brian, or says Moxley versus Brian Cage is the bigger match. There, there we go. Uh, I, I mean, you could do Mox versus. You don't want to do Hangman because Hangman's gonna. He's got to lose that match. Mox is gonna win that match.
2: I do. I know. I know. I'm just trying to see who else it could be. Yeah. Yeah. No. I know. Uh, It'd be a good I'll match continue. if we do uh, Mox and Joe. Mox versus Samoa Joe.
1: I, I would love to see that match i would love to see it but joe hasn't been on tv and uh it's because he's, he's doing hollywood stuff he's the <laughs> he's doing entertainment right now <laughs> he's doing entertainment yeah <laughs> he's doing entertainment uh let's move on gregory file says what new rapper should aw bring in to mediate the caster and gun rap battle since tonight they had
2: two rappers show up oh good question Where are they going to be next week? Is it? Uh...
1: Two chains. They should bring in two chains.
2: So next week they're going to be in Duluth. So still in Georgia. Oh, give me uh uh, uh Andre 3000.
1: Oh, that's good. That's good.
2: Well, is a question uh, up and coming rapper or just rapper? Now a rapper. Okay, yeah, Andre. 3000. Oh, it says what new rapper. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if anybody's heard of this of, of Andre 3000. It's great. You <laughs> give, give his music a listen.
1: Yeah, but they they don't know about him because of the
2: because he's so old. <laughs> mm. True.
1: I saw I saw something about that on uh, Twitter. How like I don't know, young people haven't heard of Outcast. <laughs> it's like oh no, really? But I don't know. Go listen probably... to Outcast. They're great. It's just probably one of those fucking uh, Twitter things. Anyway, (laughs) John Cena, guest rapper. There you go. (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah, Wale. You think Wale would do it? I think he's WWE for life, man.
2: Yeah, yeah, I would think so. Uh,
1: Let's see here. Um, Um... Uh, Xavier Gray says why he talks about the women's tag titles. He says why did they introduce the women's tag t- team title belts if they weren't even going to elevate any new women's tag teams or set up any new tag team feuds? It's sort of the answer to a lot because I noticed Xavier Gray's got a lot of uh, uh, he's got a lot of bones to pick, uh, and and I just the the general answer is why does WWE do anything? And that's just because in the moment they need to pop ratings or yep. You know, they just uh, well. You know, we thought we'd do it and see what would happen with it. They don't do long term plans. No. If if no. if you have a question about something that is nonsensical with WWE, that's your that's your template answer right there. They don't think long term. If you listen to any Bruce Pritchard podcast, you'll know that. It, and I do absolutely recommend, especially the early episodes. Um, because he's a bit more honest back then before he was working with them again, their thing is so old school. They just do. Yeah. And then they figure it out later. Yep. And that's just, that's just how it is. And I, I I think that is probably like, it's been proven to be from a business standpoint, I guess it works, but it, it, it rarely lands on compelling stories.
2: Yes. Because stories aren't the focus, moments are. Um,
1: sometimes they set up enough moments where you can—they stumble into stories mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where it's like, "Oh wow, you can reference shit that happened in the past." Okay, cool, because we had that set up. Yeah. Um, and it's not—that's not necessarily meant as a knock. It's a very old school concept. You know, I—I I forget who I was talking about this with, um, but somebody had added this, is, and I'm, this is a bit of a tangent Then we'll go. But uh, I was uh, watching uh, an interview with uh, Donald Belisario, the guy mm-hmm. who created a mm-hmm. lot of TV shows in the mm-hmm. 80s. Mm-hmm. And he was being asked about Quantum Leap, one of my favorite shows back then. And the idea that Quantum Leap had sort of set up, without really intending to, the creators, him, this whole other universe, you know, basically uh, world building for the you know, world that Sam Beckett, the main guy, mm-hmm. existed mm-hmm. in. At one point he went, he leapt home and there was like a headquarters that he was at and there was like the blah, blah, blah. And then at one point they introduced these evil leapers and they were like, hey, you know, had you ever thought about exploring this further? What, you know, was there any more story that you came up with? Was there a backstory? Was there a Bible to this stuff? No. Uh-uh. It's a very old school method of writing. I think they used to employ back then. He said, I just wanted to do basically a lot of different stories in a lot of different time periods. And a time traveling show allowed me to do that. So he just saw every story existing within a vacuum Mm -hmm. and he happened to address what this dude's home looked like, where this guy was from, out of necessity for story. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I think Vince McMahon and that old school philosophy is. They don't really, as much as they want to be Marvel, they don't really understand the philosophy of the shared universe. You know, If they did, they would reference each other a lot more when Champa would come out they'd say this guy used to be NXT champion mm-hmm. and they did that for a second but it just didn't they, it
2: did, they, they didn't do anything with it.
1: No, they, did, they didn't appreciate that fans the reason why Marvel is so well loved is because they put so much effort
2: mm-hmm. into the detail of the entire universe or multiverse now I guess well they managed to create movies and TV shows that are self-contained but also tell the larger story yeah yeah yeah
1: exactly uh so anyways that's gonna do it for us thanks everybody for tuning in we appreciate it till next time we'll talk to you later goodbye hey what's up everybody this is stone carl steve austin impersonator phil mcdonald here to tell you to go support going in raw Frendo club at patreon.com forward slash steven larson they got bonus episodes and free audio, a weekly newsletter rounding up the week in wrestling news and a bunch more. Patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson. Go support or get it with a stutter.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well,